A what? What? Say what? Say what? What you be saying? Uh, this is the Saiyan podcast where we say things. Oh, not the Super Saiyan podcast. Right? No, no, no. We don't super say things. Oh. We just say them. No, but I mean like, you know, like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Go Super Saiyan. Yeah, I got a couple Dragon Ball Z's right here. Do you think that's why they were Z's called nuts. Saiyans? Because they said a lot of things? Because there's a yeah. lot of talking in this. Super Saiyan, yes. Yeah. <laughs> super Saiyan. That's exactly the way they call yeah, them. What are you Super Saiyan? Uh, I'm saying, I'm Super Saiyan this. Yeah. I'm Super Saiyan. You need to get out of my parking spot, please. <laughs> Motherfucker. This is a reserved spot. <laughs> it is reserved for me. I think you see the sign that says for Vegeta parking only. <laughs> Please both. I don't see two motherfucking Vegetas here. Mm -hmm. There's only one motherfucking Vegeta. Only one motherfucking Vegeta. Only one Broly. Which is How about a, I whip out my big old <laughs> ding dong and stick it in your Vegeta? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's the thing. You don't really see their dicks when they become the, the giant ape. Right. I mean, you never really see the dicks. They don't talk much about circumcision or the penises in mm. Dragon Ball Z and I think they they should really concentrate that on a lot more you know I want to yeah. I want to know if Piccolo has got that cut dickolo you know what I'm saying <laughs> I want I want to know what he's playing with that was uh, well, are you saying like super saiyan are they are they practice circumcisions cuz Piccolo is something else he's a green guy no no uh so they are circumcised but going mm. super saiyan both their hair turns blonde and they also re regrow their foreskin oh nice yeah <laughs> they be they become whole again yeah <laughs> maybe that's what that's encourages them that's why like <laughs> that like that at birth they just circumcise them just to encourage them to go into the ape mode right right yeah, because then, like, if you become ape, then you can get your foreskin back, and like, I will, I will become, I will increase my power over nine thousand, so I can grow back my dick skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the smegma's over nine thousand. Over nine thousand. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I think we just figured it out, like, yeah. We, we figured out the <laughs> the whole, pretty much everything. I mean, peace in the Middle East first and foremost is what we figured out. Mm. We solved the whole Israel Hamas. Mm -hmm. We got a four state solution. Four state solution. Four state solution. We've got a Israel four skin solution. Yeah, yeah, four skin solution. <laughs> the you know the Aussie song four skin solution. <laughs> do, do, do. And someday we'll find it. The foreskin solution. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called soap. Is the foreskin solution? All right, that's what you got to use on it. All right, soap, soap and water. <laughs> got to peel it back a little, like an onion. Yeah, <laughs> just get it on. Could, could just smell like a little bit like an onion. <laughs> smell like an onion now. Yeah, got layers like an onion, or mm -hmm. like a parfait, like in Shrek. Yeah, yeah. and also like in Shrek, a real meaty smegma. Oh yeah. God, yeah, I can only imagine Shrek's. Like, Shrek loved, he reveled in being disgusting. Yeah, you know he had, like, more smegma than, like, cum. Oh, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, he, 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 he would actually make that challenge for himself to make more smegma. It's the, the Shrek smegma challenge. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, donkey, I'm going to make some more smegma. And then just like make sure that like no water ever touched that area in his life. Or, right, right. Yeah, he just didn't scrub at all. Just like just he would just like see it just like build and froth over. No. Yeah. It'd be great if um, if Eddie Murphy got to write his own lines for donkey. 
<laughs> and he just like just pulls out his like AIDS jokes from the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Shrek's like, I don't know about this donkey. I think these jokes are a little outdated. <laughs> Man, what's up with all these gay dudes getting AIDS? <laughs> donkey, donkey, please. <laughs> But then he gets like a really, but then like Donkey just like ends up making like some very lighthearted children's films, and yeah, everyone forgets about that. But he fucks a dragon in one of them. He does. He definitely fucks a dragon. Yeah. And they have like they have dragon babies. babies. Yeah. Yeah, dragon donkey babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Donk, donk. Would that be a donkagon or a dronkey? I like dronkies. Yeah, I think dronkey. It sounds like a drunk donkey. <laughs> dronkey! And I can say Shrek saying dronkey. Dronkey! Yeah, that's pretty I've, good. I've, I've only seen the first Shrek, so... Yeah, like, same here. Yeah. Wow, I, maybe we should, yeah. Re, we should review the Shreks. Should, yeah, I mean, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can, <laughs> yeah. can vote on it. Speaking of which, we got a Patreon. Did you know that oh, yeah. shit? We do got that. Yeah, so uh, if you go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs... Uh, you can you can sign up for our Patreon for as little as free. We have a free tier now, but we you know kind of prefer you pay money. But if you can't afford it, that's fine. We totally get that. We're broke too. We broke bitches. We broke bitches. We we uh, two two broke girls like that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never watched that show. Was it any good? Uh, no, it's terrible. Mm. Doesn't it have what's her face though? Uh, Andrew Cat. WK's wife, Kat Denning. That, Kat. She's married to Andrew WK. She just got married to Andrew WK. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, a, I a couple can see weeks that. ago. He 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 uh he said he was gonna do a bunch of shows a couple years ago and then mm. just like postponed all of them and kind of dropped out out of nowhere. And then mm. he just resurfaced with uh, Kat Denning's wedding photos. Interesting. Yeah. You know, he's like one of those people that are ageless. Oh, no, he's a vampire. Yeah. He's literally, he hasn't aged a day since he's been like, you know, a big thing. But I feel like he's been a thing since I was in high school. He has. He's been a thing since 2004 is when I Get What came out, I think, or 2005. Okay. So, yeah, Yeah. a little after I got out of high school. So, yeah, like, because I remember him, like, and then he looks exactly the same as Mm -hmm. he did. When he was there's some the- theories that he's played by multiple people which is interesting oh oh so he has he has like he's like saddam hussein where he has like um doubles that get right, right, surgery right. To look exactly like yeah, him. yeah yeah i can see that mm-hmm. so like so and, we're uh, see- now now that he's married to cat <laughs> dennings he's got doubles and double d's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. i see what you're saying yeah, you- she's got very big tits <laughs> no but congratulations to both of them they're a beautiful couple like both of them are gorgeous they people. have very similar physiognomy kind of they have like the similar similar face or just this like just like very just like childlike almost <laughs> okay interesting i don't know kind of like harmless kind of like golden retriever type face no yeah yeah both of them are like they don't look like mean people at all. no no they don't have that mean face but I, who knows i mean they're hollywood sickos so they could be hollywood sickos <laughs> yeah. andrew yeah. wk's adrenochrome factory <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean we're, we're, we're just speculating here I mean, that's why he hasn't aged today maybe that's why he hasn't aged today or or also i like the saddam hussein theory where he yeah. does like well, this isn't even the original Andrew WK that's married to Kat Dennings. This is right. like this is like the third generation one. Yeah. The others have died in like various explosions and stuff. It's a <laughs> Andrew, Andrew WN at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to explore this area. I'm going to I'm going to break into his house and hold him at gunpoint and have him tell me the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, can you watch two broker? Can you watch two broke girls on your 
Plex server? No, it's not on there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back to Patreon. Patreon.com slash BS For as little as $2 a month, you get all of our episodes in HD quality the minute we're done making them. Uh, you get uh, voting rights and recommendation rights on what we watched for the week. Uh, you get fucking... Uh, I don't know. What else do you get? You get something else. Oh, all of our back catalog of three different podcasts, including the other podcast I produce, mm. Prison Breakdown, yeah. an academic and often humorous look into mm. the world of carceral studies. Mm. Have you ever watched um, what, one thing you should do for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, uh, this I was thinking about this documentary the other day because like um, watching the Saw movies. Yeah. Me and Lucy were watching the Saw movies because I haven't only seen like the first two. Uh-huh. So like... Um, watching them on your plex server yeah you are but like but just re- just reminded me of just like this punitive justice that's doled out in saw mm-hmm. and it made me think of just like you know how it's like how that doesn't actually solve you know his whole saw's whole thing is he's trying to solve like people's like problems by like v- viciously punishing them with with bodily harm right right and but that's not an effective way <laughs> for change no and made me think of this documentary that's really good called the work where mm-hmm. in a uh, fulsome prison um, they have lifers. Um, they they have lifers lead drama therapy type sessions, okay, and they bring in like civilians, like people mm-hmm. who aren't yeah. in prison, and to participate in these like massive uh, drama therapy type sessions. That's and, pretty cool. And you can see like how like this by, t- by drama therapy, you mean they sit them down and make them listen to Yes's album Drama. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they make them. They make them act out. Um, mm-hmm. It, they have them confront things about themselves and yeah. and kind of just like kind of confront also like what a lot of like a lot of the crime scenes are like a lot of toxic masculinity types type stuff right, they're right, dealing right. with and mm-hmm. you can kind of see how it does change them but these guys are like dudes who have like are have life sentences like one dude sawed a person in half mm-hmm. <laughs> who participates Wild. in this but it but like it just shows how like how like therapy and stuff like that is yeah. like completely like change them it's, it's yeah. very interesting and documentary my brother who's a co-host of the show um mm. he uh he actually used to teach classes mm. uh in prison on stuff like you know like anger therapy and psychology mm. and stuff like that Hells um, yeah yeah and like yeah like gender studies and things like that which is pretty cool mm. so it's yeah. a good thing to confront yeah i was just thinking mm. how like if if saw did that instead of making people like have to rip something out of their mm-hmm. skin yeah <laughs> like because because he's not successful let's play a game <laughs> yeah. there's a book on the table it's called feminism the fourth wave in the 21st <laughs> century second edition it's pretty good you should read it or I, not you can leave if you'd like i want you to pretend that i'm your father what do you want to say to me that you could never say before <laughs> i love you i respect you and i care about you i see you as an extension of myself and sometimes that scares me <laughs> But I love you, and I will always love you, because I am your father. Let's play a game, catch outside. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and see, that's all Saul would have to do. No one would die. Everyone, peop, and he, I think he could affect real change that way instead of, like, just making people, like, do torture porn. Yeah. 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 Mm. Something to look into. He's like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I know you've been cheating on your wife. Let's play a game. It's called couples therapy. Please sit on the couch. I want you to real to put yourself in your wife's shoes. How do you think she feels right now? Write it down. 
<laughs> and a poem. Can you? I want you to make a play that we both act out together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a play. <laughs> Let's play a play. Uh, precisely. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, on Patreon, uh, on our $5 a month or more tiers, we will say thank you oh. as a producer of our podcast to people just like, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Are you ready? Dylan Lance, Jordan Hale, David Craning Sites, D. Gursky, Jormore, Tim Wilkinson, Sam Mayo, Kyle Simmons, PJ Hale, Shane Sawyer, Gillian McCrary, SFC Punk, Roberto Molino, Seven of Nine, James Hartman, Anna Conklin, Iggy, Abigail Simpson, Shane Williams, Roberto Yolito, Electric Baphomet, Jonah Hearn, Nick Savard, John Simcox, Asher Pliskin, Skeptic, Nova, Jose Martinez, Ben Tronic, and our good friends over at the Bruce Campbell podcast. Oh, what? Say what? Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Um, so thank you to all those people for paying $5 or more a month. For $10 or more a month. Oh, oh, what's that? What, what, what's what, that? What, we got what, some what? breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Oh, shit. <laughs> that entire tier sold out. We got 20 people up in that tier. Hell for yeah. The, the Media Dungeon. So... Uh, I'm gonna have to increase the increase the speed of my internet, mm. and then I might add a few more tiers. But for now, that tier is closed. So mm. if you'd like access to the Media Dungeon, which is my private Plex server with over seventeen thousand films and over fourteen thousand hundred sorry fourteen hundred television mm. shows of all sorts, what have you been watching on there lately? Uh, like I just said, yeah, the Saw series. Saw series. Uh, yeah. What else have I been watching? Um, the Curse. You watched the Curse. You watched. Didn't you watch Fargo? Was that you? Yeah, I watched yeah, Fargo. The, yeah, the, the new season of Fargo. Actually, I really like this season of Fargo. Is it pretty good? You so yeah. it's it's halfway through. It's at episode five mm -hmm. right now. Actually, I, actually, episode six is on today. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, so I'll download that. that and, well, if I put it up. If you put it up. <laughs> yeah. Have you been watching it? Not yet. No, I fucking oh, love Fargo okay. so much okay, though. Okay, so, I don't yeah. spoil it because like there's a, <laughs> like I. Like a, I saw like kind of like a spoiler on Twitter before I started watching it, mm -hmm. and I totally forgot about the spoiler. And and then like when it started happening on the thing, I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this, and it's mm. and it's so ridiculous because you know like they always in each season there's kind of like a metaphysical or like supernatural aspect, oh, oh. and the supernatural aspect for this season is very interesting. So mm -hmm. yeah, oh yeah. So, so check it out. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the media dungeon tier. So. Sold out. Too bad. Too, too bad. So too, sad. Go too see. Bad, so sad. Go to patreon.com slash dumbidiotbs and see if I put more up yet. Who knows? Yeah. I might have. Uh, what else we got? So $20 or more a month gets you monthly merchandise. Mm. Uh, usually a t-shirt, sometimes stickers and magnets. Mm -hmm. uh, last month I sent out sweatpants to everybody. Hells yeah. Uh, one of one sweatpants. Uh, only one person was actually able to purchase them outside of that. Mm. Uh, and it, they're just like sweatpants with bat lefts all over them. Black sweatpants, yeah. white bat lefts. <laughs> and they're like super hype. I wish I had a pair myself, but I didn't save enough batless. Save enough batless. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But mm. also, uh, I think next month I'm going to be sending out Soy Trek t-shirts. <laughs> so that's twenty dollars a month. So you can just subscribe for one month and get that for twenty dollars. You're going to save five bucks on shipping mm. if you want to buy one at the website. Mm. So you should just you know go sign up it's only $20 a month it's really not that much when you think about it especially since you get like basically like a t-shirt or something every month mm -hmm. like you're gonna get probably like eight to ten items of clothing a year for you know 240 bucks a year you pay that much on my fucking website for that shit yeah so you know 
And also, you get access to the media dungeon. <laughs> yeah. So it's still like the last last way to get access to the media dungeon for now. For now, yeah. yeah. For now, yeah. Unless like you're a, you know, on the pod, you know, yeah. like you, like me, <laughs> like you or my girlfriend, or yeah. Unless you start sleeping with me, <laughs> we're doing a podcast with you. They're kind of the same. They're thing. kind of the same thing. They're kind of they're, they're the same level of intimacy, I'd say. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I mean, I don't honestly. I, I I think a podcast might be more intimate. I don't just podcast with anybody. Mm-hmm. But that's I'll true. I'll fuck whatever. <laughs> <laughs> microwave grapefruit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't fucking podcast with a microwave grapefruit, brother. No, you can kind of uh, hear it sizzle and pop right after it gets hot, hot out the, and you're right, kind of waiting right. for it to cool down a little. And then yeah. <laughs> but then, but then, uh, you get something out of it. But then after that, mm-hmm. it's just fucking. Right. Yeah. You fair. ever fucked a pretzel? No, I've not. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you're from the East Coast. So I feel like uh, I guess that's probably more like a Pennsylvania thing. Yeah, I mean, I did like big soft pretzels though. Oh, they're pretty bomb. I haven't right. had like I like I haven't had one of those giant, big buttery soft pretzels though since mm. being vegan though. Like, yeah, that sucks. They're pretty fucking bomb. They do rule. Like a big soft buttery pretzel with mustard. Mm-hmm. Shit rocks. Yeah, I'm sure you can make a vegan one, you know? Yeah, I probably could. Who, who wants to make a pretzel now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make a vegan pretzel restaurant, brother. That's it. You just answered your own question. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had vegan restaurant ideas, like the stuffing-only restaurant. Mm-hmm. Thought about that. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, I know. I After I made, I made too much stuffing for Thanksgiving because I was like, of course I'm going to eat all of this, and then, like, mm-hmm day three i wanted to throw up and right i hadn't shit in days and sure i was just like god can't you need more stuffing so yeah <laughs> i was like okay yeah, i guess a stuffing only restaurant would be a very poor idea that's a very bad idea no yeah. no offense but i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that one that's a fucking stinker it's like okay that's why we only have stuffing once a year basically yeah on yeah 100 the thing about thanksgiving foods is except for like mashed potatoes yeah the only reason everything there is like a thanksgiving food is because it's such a novelty yeah it's like everything's got like a lot of like cinnamon and spices in it and stuff that Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right on the palate at other times of year no and and yeah it would also make you feel like shit if you ate it oh 100 percent. like you couldn't eat that like have like that be your like signature meal every week no like you would just you would you would like throw up <laughs> no you you look like a fat old oil baron and yeah. i think that's why they look like they did is because they were constantly like mm. they, they ate a, like a thanksgiving dinner every day yeah they had stuffing turkey and yeah they, that's why they were all sleepy too mm-hmm. like they're just no. eating all that stuff and mm-hmm. yeah i couldn't do it yeah yeah i yeah that, i like i always held held the stuffing restaurant idea in my mind as like as something that would be really cool but after having to eat that much stuffing by myself i was just like no never no it's really a bad idea <laughs> like how would you even start would it just be like in like troughs and you come in and you're like yeah yeah give me some of the cornbread stuff in give mm-hmm. me some of the rye with uh, uh the, the beef broth yeah and, and i'll uh, get uh <laughs> let's see half a pound of the we're gonna go pumpernickel for bread mm-hmm. oh what broth what broth what fat uh, uh we're gonna go for butter chicken broth classic yeah, and you could also pick a gravy so yeah it would kind of be like a chipotle almost uh-huh. where you would go and pick the different stuffings you want you could have like a sausage stuffing a cranberry stuffing and you could get that into a bowl and then get a a, a certain gravy on top mm-hmm. And then there would also be a 
dessert stuffing, which is basically just bread pudding, and yeah, you get yeah, and you get bread pudding. So yeah, it's just nothing but bread. Right. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's the problem. Is no one wants to go to a bread restaurant that's not a bakery. Yeah, and, and like, actually, that would be the name that my name for it was going to be Wet Breads, the world's first vegan um, stuffing restaurant. Wet breads. <laughs> Wet breads. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make t-shirts. You know for what? It. Take this to Shark Tank, brother. <laughs> yeah. You're on to something. You're definitely All right, on to sharks. Something. Uh, got got this idea. It's gonna be called Wet Breads. Um, you only eat stuffings. It's like a it's like a it's a it's like a fast casual type restaurant. Mm-hmm. You pick, it's only vegan stuffing. So you pick your stuffing. You pick oh. your gravy. Yeah. And then you're ready to go. All right. Okay. I'm gonna need five million dollars. Okay. I have a gun. Mark, Mark Cuban <laughs> here. Uh, no question. I just like feet. <laughs> <laughs> no question. I just like feet. I'm like me too, brother. <laughs> you would have no choice but to but to like endorse me because like we, foot guys have to stay together. Yeah, they do. Yeah, we, we're we're very we're 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 the most put upon, like just guy. Like a hundred percent. Like since since pre World War II. Yeah. Af- after there was some some other peoples before that, but yeah. since then, it's the feet guys. <laughs> it's the feet guys. It's the feet guys that get the brunt of everything. <laughs> and feet guys are innocent, right? Like, like we're nice, like you know we're not as pushy. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, boob guys, butt guys. You know, it's just like oh yeah, they 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 push themselves into the culture. Hey, mm-hmm. you a tits or ass guy? Ha 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 ha! You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Maybe neither. Yeah. Maybe go a little lower, baby. Yeah. Maybe uh, instead of. Uh, you know, whip them little piggies out. Yeah, you got a two versus ten situation here. Uneven ratios. You got only two boobs. You got only ten t- fucking toes. Two boobs, two cheeks, or ten, ten toes. toes. Yeah, right. Was, yeah, know what you mean. No. Yeah, that's why we have to live in the shadows. We live in secret. Right. And like you know, we 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 let each other be known by certain little like mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, secret hand gestures and stuff right, like that. Right. So me and Mark Cuban, we would be doing like the gestures at each other. Right. And he would have no choice but to endorse wet breads. Yeah. The <laughs> protocols of the elders of Bunyan. How <laughs> 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 did you know about that? <laughs> we are part of the same, brother. We're part of the same. Give the sign. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we are here today. To review, uh, this is a special Christmas episode. If you didn't notice, this is being released on Christmas. Merry Christmas, Krimpus. Yeah, it's the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about the birth of our favorite guy in the sky, the big boy JC today. Oh, uh, Gizmo? Excuse me? <laughs> That's a big guy. I said JC. JC. Jesus Christ. Oh. Yeah. What? What do you think this was? Oh, I thought we were doing the Gremlins. No, this is a Christian podcast, oh, brother. Oh, damn it. Well, Gizmo is kind of like a Christ allegory. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you call him by his original name, I mean, you're you're kind of like dead naming him. Yeah. I, you never chose that name. His The other Gremlins are like the Pharisees. Yeah, that, like crucify him. Also, should we be gendering Gizmo because Gizmo like I, reproduces? Yeah, and that's true. Because Gizmo's like, like a reproductive almost mammal. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the gremlins are sexless. They are. Like, I mean, for you maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they have no outward genitals, at least until um, Gremlins Two, which we know for sure. By the way, we're talking 1984's Gremlins today. Yes, yes. We're just gonna jump right in. Jump right in. Um, This uh, this one was directed by Joe Dante. Yep, King. Uh, Absolute King. Uh, He did other great films such as. Uh, Gremlins Two, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> The Burbs, Matinee. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what else? Uh, one of the one of the scenes in um, the Twilight Zone movie. Oh yeah, is one of those four guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. but um, he he worked a lot with um, Robert oh, Picardo, Dick Ro- Miller. Robert Picardo, Dick Miller. But he actually got his stuff produced quite a bit, and including this movie by Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, uh, based on his directing job for i think the howling 2 yeah or maybe mm-hmm. it was just the original howling but yeah i guess yeah it's crazy like the howling is like was his first i think mm-hmm. feature film i think that's which right. is which is crazy because then yeah it's then, a great film yeah it's great mm-hmm. and then like um gremlins fucks gremlins is so good <laughs> like i'm not gonna lie like i i ended up getting teary at mm-hmm. a part where it's just like the gremlins fucking running over dick miller in a, in a <laughs> <laughs> and, a, um, and just like the music kicks in and it's so fun and I just yeah. like I was like oh god I love this so much yeah it's it's a <laughs> fucking movie man it is yeah it's, it, it it makes a lot of decisions and it does. all of them are purely to entertain and delight you yes it's the, the yeah. gremlins are fun little guys it's it's a fun little fucking movie mm-hmm. um this one was written by Chris Columbus. Which is wild. Yeah, best known is the guy who like uh, spearheaded and produced the entire Harry Potter series Ooh. of films. <laughs> um, yeah, but you know he's he's been a director and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's written some other films. Uh, what was the one he wrote right after this? It was another. Oh, it was Goonies. He oh yeah, Goonies yeah. directly after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know he's he's a pretty accomplished writer. He's written some dog shit though too. It's always funny, like, to see, like, these early collaborations between, like, all these, like, super influential dudes and mm-hmm. go into, like, just make such, like, masterpieces later on. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's pretty wild. Mm. Um, let's see. The music in this movie is by none other than Jerry Goldsmith. That's awesome. Which is going to be our first big Star Trek connection to this film. Yes. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Mu- like, I love the soundtrack <laughs> the soundtrack is great and it's like it's a little departure from regular jerry goldsmith stuff yeah. goldsmith most famously did the score for star trek the motion picture mm. thus basically creating the song although dennis mccarthy went back and kind of recomposed it the tng theme yes. which i'd say is inarguably the most iconic piece of music from star trek yeah absolutely um yeah and, and th- yeah you tell like this one's much this the gremlins theme is far more like it's whimsical. It's whimsical, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like has like you know it's 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 very high energy like because kind of kind of match the the nature of the gremlins. Mm-hmm. It's like it's and it's it's not not like you know slow and contemplative or bombastic like the TNG things are. Right, right. And it's 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 specifically very like creepy at points yeah. and also very fun <laughs> at a lot of points. Yeah. And um, I want to point out. Uh, uh, it's kind of a departure for Goldsmith, is he uses a lot of synthesizers in the mm, score. Yeah, it does. Uh, lo- like a lot of like very weird tones, and mm-hmm. does uh, a lot of like restructuring um, of like Christmas music to make it fit mm. themes in the film. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Really, really good music. 
this movie was released on June eighth, nineteen eighty four. So it's kind of a mm. summer summer blockbuster, even though it's a Christmas film, <laughs> yeah. which yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, I read that. Like, I was just like, oh, that's that's very funny. It was mm. released, but you know, I guess you know, Christmas in July almost. Right, right. <laughs> um, the movie runs one hundred and six minutes, which is pretty long for any horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it does it is sort of like yeah a horror comedy. It is. is it's definitely a horror comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very fun. Mm-hmm. That's and it's because I never really thought about it that way. I always mm-hmm. just like you know growing up watching it. I always just thought it was like the fun Gremlins movie. But mm-hmm. then I was kind of thinking like watching it to now like because like usually I don't re- revisit the first Gremlins too much. I always revisit Gremlins two mm-hmm. <laughs> like because I I love Gremlins two. Yeah, and like I was kind of like oh yeah I guess it is like. Yeah, horror movie, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Like, it's kind of like in the same vein because then, like, I guess later on, you know, you have like your critters that came out, true, true, and like other like um, like uh, m- munchies, munchies. Uh, there's so many different clones that yeah. kind of just I feel like originated because like from this, just like you know, just like the idea of like a, a, a weird little guy. Right, right, right. <laughs> just like, all right. Like so a, a, a cute little guy that yeah. may also be evil. That may also be evil. Uh. Yeah, and so it's just like, okay, we got to re- recreate that magic of the Grimlins. I mean, fucking even look to Star Trek recently, Moopsie. Moopsie, Moopsie yeah. is definitely a mogwai. Yeah, he's a mogwai, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we love our mogwai. Yeah, and yeah, you see like also like the Porgs and Star mm-hmm. and Star Wars. Like, right, right. Our little, our mogwais, our gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the film, let's talk about the development of this. Mm. Uh, So the story for Gremlins was first conceived by Chris Columbus. Uh, As he explains, the inspiration came from his loft when at night what sounded like a platoon of creepy mice would come out and to hear them skittering around in the blackness was really creepy, he said. Yeah, I, I lived in a house where like uh, it was right above a tree. Mm-hmm. Like I lived like a tree was over, overgrew like the the roof, mm-hmm. and raccoons would just be scampering about at night all the time, and it freaked the fuck out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so Columbus uh, wrote the original screenplay as a spec script to show potential employers he had his writing abilities. Mm. Uh, the story was not actually intended to be filmed until Steven Spielberg took an interest in turning it into a film. Mm. As Spielberg explained, quote, it's one of the most original things I've come across in many years, which is why I bought it. Spielberg considered Tim Burton to direct the film after seeing the short film Frankenweenie. Mm. Which, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty fun. It's it's on my server. Um, After deciding to produce the film himself, Spielberg chose uh, Joe Dante as his director because of his experience with horror comedy, having directed The Howling. However, in between The Howling and... uh, the offer to film Gremlins, he experienced a lull in his career. He began doing storyboard work on the film while also working as a director on Twilight Zone the movie, a film on which Spielberg also served as Mm. director and producer. Uh, The film's producer was Michael Finelli, who had also worked on The Howling with Dante. Spielberg took the project to Warner Brothers and co-produced it through his own company, Amblin Entertainment. Uh, The film's script went through a few drafts before the shooting script was finalized. The first version was much darker than the final film, and various scenes were cut, including one which portrayed Billy's mother dying in her struggle with the gremlins, (laughs) with her head thrown down the stairs when Billy arrives. (laughs) That's so fucked up. Which is pretty fucked, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy that, like, you know, there is deaths that Mm -hmm. happen in this film. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Like, I was, I was, because I was always, like, you know, always found it to be, like, just, like, a straight child's film. Yeah, it, like, it is. It is. I mean, it's very kid friendly. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is a PG thirteen probably? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and it's like, but I feel like it's totally fine for like a ten year old. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, just I, silly. I definitely, I definitely watched it at ten years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the original film though would not have been because it has like a scene where the gremlins eat Billy's dog. And where they attack a McDonald's <laughs> and eat customers. Also, uh, also, I guess they also eat um, Corey Feldman's character. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like wow. they, they, like there was supposed to be a scene, I guess, where um, mm-hmm. um, Corey Feldman's character, who's like a, I think, I think Corey Feldman in this film is like what, twelve years old? Mm-hmm. Sorry, or thirteen. And there is going to be a scene where he's being devoured uh, by by gremlins, and his screams are drowned out by carolers outside wild (laughs) pretty fun pretty fun pretty fun um so there's a scene in the film in which uh kate the waitress uh reveals in a speech that her father died on christmas which we'll talk about a little bit later i love that scene after the film was completed studio executives insisted upon its removal because they felt it was too ambiguous as to whether it was supposed to be funny or sad (laughs) joe dante refused to take the scene out saying it represented the film as a whole which had Mm -hmm. a combination of horrific and comedic elements yeah Spielberg did not like the scene, but despite his creative control, he viewed Gremlins as Dante's project and allowed him to leave it in. Mm. A parody of this is featured in Gremlins 2. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's the information I have on development, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about the the puppets and special effects or should we get into that when we when we start talking more about the gremlins themselves oh, so, oh one thing is also about the development is also mm-hmm. like, originally like gizmo was going to be evil like, oh yeah yeah you, yeah gizmo was going to be spike mm-hmm. like like gizmo was going to turn into an evil gremlin and, right and i and i think like they credit that with actually making reason why it was as popular as it was mm-hmm. because they could merchandise the shit out of it yeah cause... merchandise yeah yeah and you have yeah you have this adorable thing like because i think if like gizmo did become that gremlin it would mm-hmm. have been too horrifying for kids absolutely <laughs> like kids kids would be like that's fucked because mm-hmm. like so yeah i mean like i remember when i was growing up like every single kid had like a backpack that had like um, like a like you know a gizmo coming out of it, right, right. Like it, it seemed like it, like a little patch on it that made it seem like gizmo was coming out of a pocket because mm-hmm. you know gizmo spends a lot of time in a, in a pocket or yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like yeah, that's if, cute. If gizmo had become spite or stripe, mm-hmm. like people would people would be rioting, <laughs> probably. Or the, the movie just wouldn't have been nearly as successful. <laughs> no, no, not at or all. Or as cute. That or as cute. Yeah, yeah the yeah, movie but, is is incredibly cute. It uh, is uh, above all things, honestly. I th- and I think that's like its biggest strength is it's cute, and so it's accessible to everybody. Yes, because there is at, at the very core of it, it's about a very cute little critter that is like blameless and harmless, and we love him. Yep. Yeah, you can yeah. have like a scene of Gizmo giving like big wet eyes and mm-hmm. doing something cute. And then also like a scene of a gremlin being put into a blender. Yeah, yeah. Or, or microwaved alive. <laughs> or microwaved alive. Yeah. And it, and it works. And it just it just yeah. works. Yeah. I fucking love or it. like a or like a gremlin holding a small uh size appropriate gun. Yeah. <laughs> and shooting someone. Very cute. Or or yeah, like or another gremlin. throwing a uh like a, a razor blade, a saw razor at someone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so the first attempt uh, in special effects to create the gremlins were monkeys. <laughs> oh, yeah, I read about that. Uh, but this was abandoned because the test monkeys panicked when made to wear a gremlin head. 
So puppets and marionettes were used instead, so the actors worked alongside them in most of the scenes. God, can you imagine? I think if they had gone through with the monkey idea, mm-hmm. like we would have had like a nope type situation. Right, right. There, like there would have been a child who would have been eaten alive. We would have had a fucking like a Twilight Zone the movie we, fucking yeah, John Landis situation. Had a, yeah, we would have had actors ripped apart. Right, like, they, right. They, they, the monkeys would have freaked out. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, the actors finished their work for good. A great deal of effort was spent finishing the effects after mm. shooting. So, numerous small rubber puppets, some of which were mechanical, were used to portray Gizmo, also known as Mogwai, and the Gremlins. They were designed by Chris Wallace, and Chris Wallace is like a fucking legend. So, before this, he was uh, a model maker for ET. Uh, and then he worked as a consultant on Return of the Je- Jedi for the mm. the Ewoks. Oh, and uh, I could, yeah, the Ewoks and Mogwai have very similar designs. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Mogwai is somewhere in between Baby Yoda and the Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so after Gremlins, he created all of the characters for Enemy Mine, which we've talked about on the oh, podcast Oh, I before. love Enemy Mine. And then after that, he did all of the creature effects for The Fly, Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, he also did all the special effects for Naked Lunch. Oh, <laughs> I love Naked Lunch, too. I was thinking, like, we should do Naked Lunch uh, on here. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And then yeah. after that, uh, he did one of my favorite bad movies, Curse 3 Blood Sacrifice. Which that is, I have not seen. It's amazing. It's about a guy who gets bit by a snake on the hand, and his hand turns into a snake. Cool. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> so I'm guessing he just has, like, a snake puppet on his hand the entire movie. Yeah, it's so fucking cool. <laughs> um... Hells yeah. Yeah. So there was more than one gizmo puppet, um, and occasionally uh, Galligan, the main actor of the film, when carrying one, would set him down off camera, and when gizmo appeared again, sitting on a surface, it was actually a different puppet wired to the surface. These puppets had many limitations. The gizmo puppets were particularly frustrating because they were smaller and thus broke down more. While Wallace recommended taking the Mogwai's... uh, making the mogwais larger to make their creation and functioning easier for the special effects team dante insisted on keeping their size small to enhance the cuteness of the creatures Mm. great great idea honestly consequently to satisfy the crew a scene was included in which the gremlins hang gizmo on a wall and throw darts at him yeah it's crucified just like jesus (laughs) this was included (laughs) on a list that the crew uh created known to them as horrible things to do to gizmo (laughs) which is amazing that's awesome so other effects required large mogwai faces and ears to be produced for close-ups as the puppets were less capable of conveying emotion consequently large props simulating food were needed for the close-ups in a scene in which the mogwai feast after midnight yeah that scene's disgusting it is gross uh (laughs) an enlarged gizmo puppet was also needed for the scene in which he multiplies the new Mm -hmm. mogwai who popped out of gizmo's body as small furry balls which uh then start to grow are balloons expanded as such Wallace had also created the exploding gremlin in the microwave by means of a balloon that was allowed to burst. Um, Howie Mandel, of all people, Mm. provided the voice for Gizmo. The prolific voice actor, uh, Frank Welker, Mm -hmm. uh, who's probably best known, he started as, I believe, Freddy on Scooby-Doo. I believe he eventually took over Freddy and Shaggy. Mm. Uh, But he has, I believe, over 1,100 credits to his name for voice acting. Oh, wow. He's like one of the few guys who I think has more voice acting credits than uh, Frank Tatasiori. Also, I'm pretty sure that guy has been like a lifetime vegan. Has he? That's interesting. That's wild because he's been around since like the the fucking 40s or something. He's old as fuck. (laughs) Um, So... 
uh, it was Welker who suggested Mandel perform in Gremlins. The puppets' line were mostly invented by voice actors based on cues from the physical actions of the puppets, which were filmed before the voice work was done. When developing the voice for Gizmo, Howie Mandel explained, Gizmo was cute and naive, so, you know, I got in touch with that. I couldn't envision going any other way or do something different with it. And honestly, Howie Mandel fucking kills in this role. Yeah. Yeah, he just does cute noises. It's wild. That's why I was wrong. Casey Kasem is the vegan. He, oh, took, he took over Shaggy. Oh, oh, it was Casey Kasem who did that. Okay, fair. Yeah. Did Frank Welker die then? Is he the one that ended up dying? Mm. Was he the original Shaggy? I, I, I thought Fred Welker was, uh, wasn't he Optimus Prime or am I wrong? He might be. I know he's a Scooby-Doo guy. Oh, yeah, he, no, yeah, he's a Scooby-Doo guy. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a Scooby-Doo guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the majority of the other Gremlins voices were performed by Michael Winslow, yeah. also known as Motormouth Jones from uh, <laughs> fucking Police Academy. And you can kind of tell at some points because like some mm-hmm. of the Gremlin voices, I'm like, oh, that's definitely Michael Winslow. Yeah, it's <laughs> like thinking. Yeah, and another voice actor named Peter Colin. Mm-hmm. Peter Colin. Colin. Like yeah. Colin Powell, not like Colin Powell. See uh, you <clears throat> not like the butthole. No, I mean that's. That I hope you don't think the colon and the butthole are the same thing. I mean, I mean, mine's on the outside. Oh, so my butthole. that's called a colostomy bag. <laughs> 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 All right, you ready to get into this film? Yes, I am. All right, I did pretty pretty abbreviated notes, so let's yeah. just try to run right through this. So, we start out in a noir type film kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this fat white guy uh, is doing a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in a suit. And he's going to a Chinese dungeon store in a very film noir type of way. Yeah. Um, the guy there in the in the store, this old Chinese man, he's just straight up smoking opium when he comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't stop. He just keeps smoking opium. Yeah, he doesn't care if this guy's a cop or what. He's no, just like, no. fuck you. What are you, you going to do? This guy's definitely not a cop, though. He's a salesman. Yeah. And he tries to sell the guy a multi-tool that's like the bathroom buddy is what he calls it. Yeah. Can you? I, that bathroom buddy, like, has to... I mean, obviously, like, the joke is, like, like the running gag about his for the entire film is like he's an incompetent inventor. <laughs> yeah, like I, I do love I do love the reactions to the inventions. I, I, the inventions like were making me crack up so much. No, they're they're a great running gag throughout the film. Yeah, they make the film very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. They like recenter it a lot of the time. It's really great. <laughs> and it's, and yeah, just like you know, just like. You know, take, you take a break from the story to watch him them use like a uh, like an egg cracker or, right. or an orange juice machine, and it mm-hmm. just goes horrifically wrong. It's but also good setups for later 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 hijinks. But, right, right, right. But yeah, it's fantastic. But yeah, I was thinking like the bathroom buddy though, like that thing has to be nasty if you were to actually use it for its intended purpose. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. It would just be covered. It's it, got it's got like a little bidet in it and shit. And... <laughs> yeah, it would just be covered in shit, and mm. then you would get all sorts of like ass to mouth diseases just like yeah <laughs> yep i got the hepatitis c again you got the hepatitis c <laughs> oh got a stomach flu mm. uh, i guess i've been uh, i guess I, I i shouldn't use my bidet slash toothbrush <laughs> <laughs> wait was that the toothbrush or the toilet brush Uh oh. <laughs> i did a whoopsie <laughs> Um, so the white guy hears a little voice mm-hmm. and uh, goes Mogwai. towards it. Yeah. Mogwai. Yeah. And uh, finds a little creature called Mogwai. Mm-hmm. The, 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 you know, also known as Gizmo later in the film. Yeah. He tries to buy him. And the old Chinese man says he's not for sale as he has too much responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Instead, later in the night, uh, the the son of the old Chinese man is like, I'll, I'll sell it to you. Is that his son or his grandson? A grandson, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he sends he sells it to him, but says, hey, there are three rules to the Mogwai. Number one, got to keep them out of sunlight and very bright light. They hate mm-hmm. bright light. Number two, keep them away from water. Mm-hmm. And number three, never feed them after midnight. Nope. So, um... This opens on a Christmas song after that and a Christmas tree lot. Um, says music by Jerry Goldsmith. Great, great. Pull, whole music through. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like, Amazing, it's yeah. it's seamless. It ties everything in the movie together. Mm-hmm. Faultless music. Like, 10 out of 10 soundtrack, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's fantastic. And this, and this town, I think, I think they, this was the same town as, like, uh, Back to the Future. It was, yeah, and, yeah. So it's the mm-hmm. same town as Back to the Future and a lot of other films, yeah. but it's it's just dressed up differently. Yeah, it has that classic Americana type look. Yeah, that very, place doesn't really exist. Right, right, <laughs> like just, Main Street America. Yeah, Main Street America, which is like, it, it's great because, yeah, it's just any town USA, really, and it, mm-hmm. it, it works. And. Yeah. So we're introduced to the main character of the film, Billy Peltzer, who's a young man played by Zach Gilligan, who was on Star Trek in the Voyager episode In the Flesh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he takes a whimsical but hurried trot through town, and people are like, hey, Billy. Uh, he gets to work, and he's a bank teller. And he's bringing his dog with him to the bank. Mm-hmm. He is. He's bringing <laughs> his dog with him to work, which is like, why can't you leave your dog at home? If you can bring your dog to a bank, you could probably leave your dog at home just fine. Yeah, like, and no one notices, like, there's a there's a dog just, like, sleeping under your feet your mm-hmm. entire shift. like Yeah. But you know whatever. I mean, I wish I could bring a dog to work. That'd be great. Yeah, so I, uh, I'd, cook, I'd cook my I cook a dog though. Yeah, that dog would not be good at work. <laughs> Any dog would not be good at a fucking welding factory. Yeah, it would just get catch on fire or something. Yeah, starts running around screaming. It'll be too loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So an old lady can't, comes in named Miss Deagle, mm-hmm. and Miss Deagle. She's a fucking bitch. That's my note here. Is she's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Actually, what happened last night is. Uh, I, I go, I'm taking notes and my girlfriend's here and I'm like, man, Miss Deagle's a bitch. And then I just write, Miss Deagle's a bitch. And then <laughs> my girlfriend looks over and she just laughs. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. simple. And she's also the worst kind where she's a capitalist scum. Mm, she's like an Eben, Ebenezer Scrooge yeah, type character. Yeah, she is very ebenezer Yeah, so she comes to the bank and uh, with the head of a snowman. And she goes right up at the front to Billy and says that her do- his dog broke her snowman. And in return for the snowman, he's like, well, just tell me how much I'll pay for it. And she's like, I don't want that. I want your dog so I can take him to the pound and have him put to sleep, mm-hmm. which is fucked up. Yeah. Uh, the dog lashes at her. And uh, and then his boss and a junior vice president played by Judge Reinhold. Come yeah. Out. And Judge Reinhold. Yeah. It sucks that like I guess like he had some more scenes in this, but they're mm-hmm. all cut. That sucks. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's he's a good heel. Yeah. He's just like this fucking bourgeois 23-year-old <laughs> bank vice president. Yeah, he's he's the good human foil and like that yeah. would get some sort of come up and it's like Right. And I guess like I guess in the original script like he was going to be a um a, a bank guard, mm-hmm. like a guard but that who has whose whose older brother is a cop. And cop. he wants to be just like him, oh. and so he's like he's like a fucking dick cuz he's like wants to be a cop as well. Right. And um 
And yeah, he ends up getting like devoured by the gremlins as well. <laughs> I'd love to see it. You'd love to see it. Um, so later that night, uh, Judge Reinhold's character talks with Billy at a bar. And, and this, this is where I was like, okay, like how old is Billy supposed to be? Because Billy's he's, supposed to be in his early 20s, I think. Yeah, because it's like, it's got, yeah, he's still living with his parents and he has but a he can 13, go to bars. He has so. a 13 year old friend because. Yeah, that <laughs> that's what I was. I was very confused about Corey Feldman's character in yeah. here at first. I'm like, oh, that's got to be his brother. And then he's like, mm. he's talking like, oh, your mom. And I'm like, what do you mean your mom? I thought that was your mom too. And it's yeah. like, no, it's just this 13 year old kid who hangs out with like a 21 year old kid. Because like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I'm I'm I don't really care too much about like age gaps and stuff. Yeah. But that's a that's that's yeah. When it's like that's, that's when weird. it's like when it's like an adult of a drinking age hanging out with a with a middle schooler. It gets right. weird. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like what? It, why? Why do but you can, not have friends your own age? I to can kind of see it though. He's just like just like you know, his neighbor. Like mm-hmm. so. Like you know and. He, you know the neighbor probably thinks he's really cool. And, you know the third Corey Feldman thinks like his older neighbor is kind of cool and stuff. Like he, he was probably his babysitter at some point. You know you kind of oh, think about true. it. So yeah. it's like so they probably have some sort of like earlier relationship of some kind. But yeah, but I guess like also like still weird. Yeah, I guess like uh, originally like Billy was supposed to be thirteen as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, so like originally they were going to, they're all going to be thirteen year olds. It was going to be kids. Oh, so it was going to be a thirteen year old bank teller. Yeah, well, he's going to be. A, I a, don't know how to make change. <laughs> but they just, I'm scared. <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's just there to like, he's just like an alarm system for the bank or something. Oh. Just like start screaming. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess they aged him up because I guess like. They were like, oh, we're dealing with some serious subject matter. So they aged Billy up mm-hmm. to, like, you know, yeah, 21-year-old instead of, like, also being a 13-year-old. And I guess they just didn't age Corey Feldman's character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Corey Feldman hasn't really aged, so that's, that works. No, I mean, but I think that also has to do with a lot of his childhood trauma. Yeah, he's kind of He's kind of an arrested development. He's the comeback king. Yeah, he's, yeah it's true. He's, he's on tour with uh, Link, Linkin Park right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. That's right. Yes. Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Very that's right. Clear. Lincoln Park's dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Chester Bennington. Just Chester Bennington. Yeah. Did they ever replace him, or is just no. Lincoln Park disbanded? Disbanded. Okay. They made sense. they made so much money on that man. Like, yeah. Yeah. They don't God, do can you imagine anymore. like just Mike Shinoda like, is just sitting on a mountain of money for his songwriting credits for fucking <laughs> in, uh, fucking. I, I don't remember the names. Could of you any imagine, of songs. Uh, imagine how much nice that must be? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can. Mm. That's all I can do is imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> imagine having money, not having to work. <laughs> I wrote a song when I was 20 years old. <laughs> I made a million dollars from that. Now I'm 43 and you can suck my D. <laughs> so, um, next we're introduced to Billy's mom and she has the exact same haircut as him. <laughs> <laughs> she does. I guess uh, Zach Gal- Galligan, or Zach, whatever his name Zach, is, Zach Galligan. Zach Galligan. He, I guess, he really hated his haircut. <laughs> oh, Zach Galligan Fanakis. Zach Galligan Fanakis. <laughs> yeah, I guess he he really resented this haircut, mm-hmm. like, which is funny because yeah, now that you mentioned, yeah, that is his mom's haircut. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Yeah, he looks like um, a Billy Joel impersonator. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very yeah, it's just kind of like yeah, just like very curly, mm-hmm. just like. 
hair yeah it's awful although I, I do have to mention his eyelashes are beautiful they're super mm, long yeah. super curly very supple eyelashes yeah my my girlfriend does eyelashes and she pointed that out i'm like yeah you're damn you're right very mm. nice eyelashes yeah he's got that lash baby he did flutter him a lot from the, for us again mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we are introduced to uh his, one of his dad's inventions an egg machine and it's just a nightmare invention that doesn't <laughs> yeah. work that's the thing about your dad's inventions. He always worked the first couple times. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so his dad comes back from a trip, and guess who it is? It's the guy from the from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the 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 fucking bumbly, inner, the uh, fucking invention guy. Yeah. 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 I guess, yeah he's a singer, and uh, he was a singer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he started singing. And he was like, fall la 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 fall off, fall off, flaw, flaw. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Although um, that actor, the actor is also a singer. Yeah, he yeah, sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Dad gives Mogwai to Billy, and nobody knows what it is. He starts shaking it. Yeah. Uh, Mogwai's adorable, and Dad calls him Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom tries to take a picture with it, and the flash terrifies him. So Dad explains the rules. Number one. Don't expose it to bright light. Two, don't give it water or get it wet. Number three, don't feed it after midnight. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it's funny how muted people's reactions are to seeing another... A brand new animal that hasn't existed before. Yeah, and it's bipedal, has thumbs. Has thoughts. <laughs> has thought. Can harmonize music and understands music. Can can, can give assimilation and under, understand and speak back to you. Mm-hmm. So it's basically... It's smarter than a parrot. Yeah, and it has the intelligence. And it has like it has like above average intelligence. It's, it has like the intelligence of a monkey. Yeah, I'd say even a human. Like I would say it's he has a, some humans. Gizmo has a human sized intelligence. He he's, he solves problems. Mm-hmm. He can he can operate vehicles. Uses thumbs. He makes right. tools. But, like, but monkeys can operate vehicles too. They can, but I don't yeah. know. Like I think there's more of an intent with Gizmo. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. There's. Gizmo has a human, human, human level intellect, mm-hmm. but yeah, he's still treated as a pet. Actually, some cats can also drive. Uh, have mm-hmm. you heard of Toonses? I have heard of Toonses. Yeah. Toonses is the driving cat. Famous, the cat can drive yeah. a car. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Billy takes Mogwai up to his room and plays some keyboard with him, and he like sings back. So he understands music, which is mm-hmm. interesting, and he like corrects a note Billy plays too. Yeah. So he <laughs> understands like musical scale, like yeah. at least like he has adaptive learning. Yeah. 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 So that, it, yeah, it's just like okay, well, like at what point do you just like treat him as an equal rather than a pet? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, can, I mean, he obviously can't really, like, vocalize things, but could you teach him sign language like a monkey? Yeah, I mean, he can't vocalize too much, but, like, I don't, but, like, he can still understand and mm-hmm. respond to it, like, right. to speech. We should teach Mogwai how to write. Yeah, I bet he could write. Mm-hmm. I don't think we, I think we see him write in the second one, though. Do we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I think, he, I think Gizmo does write a note. Okay. So, um... Uh, Mogwai falls off Billy's desk and into a trash can. So Billy takes him to the bathroom uh, and patches his head up very poorly. He, like, wraps it around the ears, which yeah. is, like, I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so some kid now, uh, played by Corey Feldman, uh, brings in a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently he's, like, friends with him and he knows And this family. is a very young Corey Feldman. Yeah, this is probably, like, a 12, 13-year-old Corey yeah. Feldman. I mean, this is pre-Lost Boys Corey Feldman. Yeah. He was still young in Lost Boys. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, and like I think, 
Yeah, and then I think the Burbs come out like ten years later, maybe. Burbs probably. came out maybe seven years later. I think yeah, so early yeah, seven years. Like yeah, because he's like he's like an older shitty teenager in that. Right, right. <laughs> um. So, uh, Mogwai, uh, kind of a Chekhov's gun here. He's watching car racing. He's really mm. interested in car racing. He thinks it's yeah, really I think cool. It's, I think it's a movie called The Lady or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mogwai uh, gets wet then and steams and then little things okay. pop off of him and grow into other gremlin <laughs> and uh, then more and more appear and the dog is heavily disturbed. Yes. Very disturbed dog here. And this the, dog is so traumatized in this movie. This poor I, fucking dog. I, I guess they said the dog, I think the dog's name was like, um, I can't remember what the dog's name was, but I guess the dog actually thought um, the puppets were real. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's poor like, poor that, fucking dog. Yeah. <laughs> this dog is completely confused. Like, the dog the dog definitely act like doesn't seem like the dog's acting. The dog actually responds to the gizmo puppet and the gremlin mm-hmm. puppets like they're actually like real things. Yeah, which is terrifying. Poor like, dog. Yeah, I can only imagine there's probably some outtakes of him just like fucking like tearing into the gremlins. Mm-hmm. Which is it's also funny because like I was reading like Probably some outtakes of him just fucking the gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Just rawing them out. Because, like, like, and they had to be super protective of the gremlins because I guess the gremlin puppets were, like, thirty to $40,000 each. Holy shit. And there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. So, yeah. like, and I guess, like, since I guess they were so expensive, they actually had to have a full-time guard <laughs> after, <laughs> after, 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 after um, shooting would wrap. They would, yeah. they would like, count them mm-hmm. and put them into a lock, a locked area that would be, be under guard because, mm-hmm. like, if one of them were stolen... Like, so, what do you do for a living? <laughs> I'm a puppet god. I, I got puppets. I would kill to be a puppet guard. Like, a cab includes everyone except puppets. <laughs> <laughs> like the puppet guard's actually doing a service. Yeah. Like I would, I would, I, I, I would, I would be a puppet guard. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just I can only imagine though they're since they cost so much, I can only imagine like they're suit they're they bet they were like worried that dog was just gonna fuck them up. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> just just tear into it and like try to kill it, like try to snap its neck. So um Dad sees oh actually, so uh the kid Billy goes into his dad's invention room and his dad has added a razor to the bathroom buddy. <laughs> but then it squeezes toothpaste all over his face. Yeah. And and our and our requisite like cum shot. Yeah, do. absolutely. I mean, there's like one guy who masturbates the scene out there, but he <laughs> nothing can make him come quite like watching dad get covered in toothpaste. Yeah, he's like every and then he's like resigned, like he's tried other things. But oh like, yeah, but and he goes, it's okay, it's okay, I'll clean it. No, really, it's okay. Like this has <laughs> happened so many times before. <laughs> He's like he's he tries other things, but he's just like he sighs and just cues up that you know that scene. It's on. He found it on YouTube. Just mm-hmm. that scene and yep. cranks off and comes in like a second. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you like you fucking get aroused just like thinking about the title of the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah. Wow. D- D- Gremlin's dad gets creamed. <laughs> <laughs> um. So dad. Uh, Billy's like, hey, you got to come see this. And he brings Dad out, and uh, Dad sees the multiplied gremlin and wants to sell them and market them as a replacement for the dog. <laughs> and the dog's like, Rrr! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my question is, yeah, but do all gremlins go to heaven? 
Apparently not. Like, that's one thing, like... Like, that's why you get a dog as a pet. Yeah. It, because, like, you want to see them when, you're, when you die, because mm-hmm. they go to heaven. Yeah, it's true. Which is why Satanists don't have dogs. They oh, have yeah. cats. I guess Mogwai do go to hell, because, like, they're for the most part, they're evil. Like... Yeah. I guess... And cats are, for the most part, evil, too. Yeah, yeah. I and, because I guess that's one thing of the lore of gremlins, is there's only a select few mm-hmm. um, gremlins that choose to be good, like gizmo and they're called eternals on the flip side mm. i don't think there would be such thing as a police gremlin there would not be a and police there gremlin. are police dogs so that's true like so. like we see that the gremlins actually reject they're 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 agents mm. of chaos and anarchy absolutely like they would reject their mon- some might say they're sons of anarchy they are sons of anarchy yeah yeah and um so yeah like most gremlins and i guess that that's why there's only one gizmo is because like he's one of the select few that choose to be good mm-hmm. and all other gremlins in the past have been exterminated because yeah they're just complete monsters mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean a part of me also wonders like because in this movie gizmo is the original one mm-hmm. and all other derivatives seem to be inferior and more evil mm-hmm. is like do all derivatives like is there something that's lost there like some element of the personality when mm. it's split. Well, I was reading. Apparently, there is another good gremlin in this movie. Is there? Yeah, like um, the one that the um, science teacher gets. I guess mm. he has a name. His name is Earl. Okay. And I guess, like according to like like comic books or something, sure. Earl was actually a eternal grim uh, Mogwai like Gizmo, where he's he actually is a good one, but he hmm. becomes evil because he eats after midnight. Oh no! Interesting. So yeah, he so he so that that kind of sealed his fate. Instead mm-hmm. of like living a, a good life as Gizmo, he cho- he chose to eat after midnight. And be yeah. Evil. So next, we're introduced to the town drunk, played by none <laughs> other than Joe Dante regular Dick Miller. Yes, <laughs> uh, who is also in DS9's Past Tense. Mm-hmm. And if you want to listen to us talk about him more, go ahead and listen to our episode on Past Tense. Two episodes. Two episodes on Past Tense that we uh, cut. I don't know, like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, so he's the town drunk. Yeah, yeah. And he decides to go home. <laughs> Not too much to drink. Yeah, he's yeah he. he he has a lot of feelings about like um, about the superiority of American American steel and American um, automotives and um, white skin. <laughs> yeah, he never really says that, but it's no, implied. it's implied. Yeah, it's implied. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Billy and the waitress from earlier. Uh, yeah, Phoebe Cates. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, his 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 crush. Yes, his yeah. his ostensible crush. Uh, they talked earlier briefly at the bar with uh, Judge Reinhold, and he's like, "Yeah, you're working here now, huh?" And Judge Reinhold's like, "Yeah, if you want to work for nothing or something, like yeah, that. some some real class is dog shit." Yeah, she, yeah, I guess yeah. She she also works at the bank, but also like takes up shifts at the bar, and, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Guess you're working for no money," because I guess yeah. this like bar somehow doesn't make money despite being it completely packed right <laughs> like i guess yeah i mean i i wish she would have been like yeah that's because some assholes don't tip yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you're fucking like like senior dude over at the bank you can't fucking tip me yeah like, like 20%, at least 20 percent. yeah Come some on. guys ain't got a tip as big as their tip you know what i'm <laughs> saying over here yeah we never really have like a like a comeuppance for judge reinhold unfortunately no, like no. um especially like something to culminate like his harassment of Phoebe Cates. Yeah, and character. his classicism, like somehow, yeah. 
Like they the the gremlins needed to like eat his car and like ruin his job somehow. I guess there is a deleted scene where um, he locks himself in the bank vault and then goes insane. No, oh, wow! Because he, he can hear like the gremlins outside going. <laughs> that's a, that's that that I would have wanted that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like psychological torture for like a twenty-three-year-old kid. That's yeah. pretty yeah. cool, actually. He comes out and his hair is all gray, and he just like can't function in normal society anymore because he hears like the the gibbering of the of the of the gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's tight. I kind of I kind of identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all been there. I think we all, I think we both have like some moment where like we heard the gibbering of the gremlins and never turned back. <laughs> yeah, mine was when I read the novelization of Rocky Three. <laughs> okay, I can see that. I'll never forget. <laughs> never forget. No, I will always remember. <laughs> that was that was your gibbering. That was you, you, like sometimes when something happens to you, like you just your eyes just kind of like. Just like, just like, like unfocus, and then you just hear. I stare out into the middle of this. People are like, You want to go to the club? And I'm like, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. And then in your mind, you just, you're just like, you're like reciting like, like a paragraph, like the worst paragraph from the novelization of Rocky Three. And just like, My prediction is pain. So, anyway. Uh, Billy and the waitress from earlier walk past some carolers and talk about getting depressed and uh, the girl says she doesn't celebrate Christmas and he's like why is that and Mm -hmm. she won't really tell him yeah Yeah. awesome setup Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Billy hits on her and she agrees to go out with him yeah yeah she's into it Um, back with the professor actually it turns out he's just a high school teacher yeah I thought he was a professor first but it turns out Billy just brought the Mogwai to a high school teacher. Yeah, he's he's uh he's um Corey Feldman's um science teacher. Amazing. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take this to like a university or <laughs> yeah. someplace? They I don't mean, they don't have full labs in high school. He's probably like the most scientific person in their little like cute little neighborhood. And they're and they're in their in the little town that they live in. I call a university and be like, hey, I have like an unidentified animal. That, Can I yeah, talk to your biology department? That reproduces out of control when introduced to water, the most abundant resource on the planet. Right, and <laughs> and we don't even know what happens when you break one of the three rules yeah. about it. Like, God, can you imagine like a darker Gremlins, even darker, just like where we actually like explore real life applications of what they would have done with Gremlins? Uh, like they would like have an even uh, even darker one, like. Oh, in the fourth rule, never expose any of your holes. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they would turn, like, the mogwai into a food source. <laughs> like, they, like, they would just be like, wait. Wait, an unlimited meat for yeah, water? Yeah, with water, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, they would just be, like, plants just, like, producing tons of mogwai. Mogwai they would, farms. They would, mogwai farms and just, like instantly beheading them and then just like putting them in using their little body like stripping the fur from their bodies oh, and like God. putting it in, in, in supermarkets mm. like that's that's what would have happened if that would have yeah that's a realistic version of <laughs> gremlins yeah. <laughs> yeah would have never they would have never been they probably wouldn't be fed at all there would be no fear of them mm-hmm. being fed after midnight because they would just be like star they would instantly be slaughtered the moment they're made yeah and it turns out like halfway through the movie they find out that like <laughs> There's a chemical every time you kill a mogwai that like <laughs> releases to the atmosphere and like destroys the ozone yeah, layer. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, nah. oh well, <laughs> we should cover that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, 
actually it's a, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, always been around if yeah. you think about it. Yeah, hey, look at look at the the global temperatures for the last thousand years. <laughs> it always goes up and down. <laughs> yeah. It's like actually like there's always been mogwai being beheaded in our factories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so uh Later, the professor, not the professor, the high school teacher, experiments yes. on the gremlin by taking some b- blood from it, and it yeah. really doesn't like this. No, yeah, and that this is Earl. He's supposed mm. to be like, according to like other other novelizations and and uh, of the of this movie, like mm. he's supposed to be a kind gremlin with the same demeanor as Gizmo. Grim, 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 gremlin, Earl, 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 gremlin, Earl, 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 Earl. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile at home, the gremlins, Billy's home, the gremlins are getting restless and he goes to feed them before midnight, but they seem to be conspiring. Yeah. Uh, back in the lab, the high school teacher calls it a night, but leaves half of a sandwich on the table and the gremlin slowly drags it into the cage. <laughs> Who just leaves half a sandwich like sitting out like that? Especially when he's ex- being expressly told he can't feed. Right. The same after midnight. And he's just and like. And he just has like a bag of chips next to it. And yeah. He's, he's pretty reckless. Yeah. Well, Which that's... is why you should have taken it to a fucking <laughs> university. Someplace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is like the most scientific person in this small town of, no. of like, uh, you know, a thousand people. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I might just like, I might like contact the military and be like. Mm. I have something, but you're gonna have to pay me like a hundred million dollars to 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 even see it. That, I mean, I think but then they'd the, probably bomb my house. They'd probably drone strike my <laughs> house and steal it. Yeah, I think if the military had gotten their hands on the Mogwai, it would be awful. Like they would. Definitely, oh, exactly. But they want it so much oh, because yeah. they could weaponize that shit easily. They would. Yeah, they would basically be locusts that they mm-hmm. would just like that. They would initially just be putting into like foreign countries that yeah would exactly just go and, and like, then dropping water on it and yeah. just fucking like letting them destroy a town yeah let them all go and watch snow white and freak out and drink <laughs> at bars and like and and dance to music and yeah. just completely ruin ruin the ruin everything mm-hmm. yeah until like the, of course the gremlins that would then spread to the united states and then <laughs> do, do it's, you it's think- basically oppenheimer if Oppe- like, like when Oppen- and oppenheimer mm-hmm. when they're like like they have that thing where they're like, if we drop this bomb, it'll ignite all all, all the air everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they have that theory, and like, but this is actually what would happen. Like the gremlins mm-hmm. would just like take over the entire world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, probably. Yeah, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, it's I'd be time fine. for people to go. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're not capitalists like we are. Yeah, they're just they just like to party. They're hedonists. Yeah. yeah, they like to party. They like to dress up in little fun costumes. Yeah, they like to just like they like and and. But do they fuck? I don't think they do. Mm. Like, yeah, they repro- they reproduce asexually. So, yeah. like, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely the gremlins we see in this. Gremlins can definitely choose their gender. Yeah, like there's like we see the gremlins in different states of gender expression. Hell even yeah, though, like they all they're all like it's the same like mm-hmm. they're they like but they choose their gender they're like soren right, right. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're just like you know what i choose to be girl gremlin i choose mm-hmm. to be boy gremlin i choose yeah. to be like just a gremlin yeah they're fucking gremlins are more woke than most americans yes absolutely which is saying a lot and they have yeah they definitely and they have like yeah they and they they accept 
gremlin. All the, the gremlins accept each other for who they are, except for like when the one gremlin's with puppets, they don't tolerate the puppets. No, I mean we shouldn't tolerate puppeteers. <laughs> yeah, like they don't Let's tolerate like they don't tolerate uh, gremlin puppeteers, but they tolerate kill all your local the, Jeff Dunham. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean they. they, they I they, should make a bumper sticker that says <laughs> that. <laughs> I will kill you, Jeff Dunham. <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, but yeah, no, the gremlins are great. Yeah, like they're they have they accept each other for who they are, mm-hmm. Except, as long as you're not a puppeteer. So back at Billy's house upstairs, the gremlins have turned into cocoon type creatures, uh, and so mm-hmm. what do they do? Take them to the high school teacher. Yeah. Um, so back at home, uh, mom gets on the phone with dad, and dad is at an invention convention. Mm-hmm. And here we have the cameo from Steven Spielberg. We do, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the guy behind him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so at the bank, Mrs. Deagle comes back in, <laughs> and she walks right to the front of the line, doesn't wait for anything, <laughs> to cash a check, and then she threatens Billy's dog. What a bitch! What a fucking bitch! Uh, in science class, the uh, high school teacher shows a film while a gremlin cocoon bursts in a box and smokes, and the practical effects here rule. Actually, all yeah. the practical effects in this movie are awesome. Yeah, yeah, it really shows the strength of practical effects mm-hmm. and puppets, ra- yeah. a, a, as opposed to like a CGI type creature. Because yeah. yeah, the gremlins have weight; they exist in the same space as the actor. Like, right. It's it looks great. They it holds have, up yeah, now. they have weight. They have dimension. Like they, they take up the space. Yeah, and like there is something physical there that like you can see and feels like it should be seen, mm-hmm. and not just like some fucking floating orb thing. Yeah, something that's just like sitting a couple inches off the <laughs> chair. It's like you know you're supposed to recognize as real, but you can't make your brain think it. Mm-hmm. And and they do say like one thing that helped out that out was I guess like. Um, like one of the reasons for like they don't like bright lights is like darkness and shadows hold hides a lot of like the problems with puppets. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so like so and and that really does add like yeah it does hide those faults and does make do make the gremlins look more real. And, yeah, and it also you know like adds a dimension to the movie of like scenery and like yeah. darkness, yeah. which is makes the film creepier. Yeah, which is great. So later, the high school teacher tries to coax uh, the Kremlin out from under a desk, but it devours his arm and shoves a needle into him and kills him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, presumably for taking his blood. Yes. Yeah. yeah he's just like, I'm going to get my revenge. Mm-hmm. Then we have our first reveal of the true form of the Gremlin. And it is a grotesque reptilian version of its former self. And mm-hmm. it's very like wet and sticky. Yeah, it has longer limbs, has a mm-hmm. long body, long limbs, yeah. like uh, scaly skin. Yeah, it's not like fuzzy and cute. No, it yeah, goes they, yeah instead of ooh. <laughs> yeah, they have and only one of them has hair. You know, the leader, right, right, stripe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, no, I like them. They're they're great. I love the I love the gremlins. Mm-hmm. So back at home, mom hears the gremlins and grabs a knife uh, to go confront them. But one's hiding in a Christmas tree and attacks her. And this, is, <laughs> yeah. this is a pretty fun scene. Yeah. The mom goes through it in this scene. Oh, the mom goes through in this full, whole fucking movie. <laughs> like, they, they, I think, I honestly feel they put her through more stuff than anyone else. Besides yeah. maybe Billy. I mean, Billy does have kind of like. Billy has that, more like, I don't know, agency though. Right? Yeah. This like, is all just happening to mom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's mostly just mom being, being like tortured by these creatures. Mm-hmm. And like, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, she but she holds her own like against these. Yeah, these I th- I'd say Dick Miller also really gets it. Yeah. Dick Miller and his wife really get it. They really get it. Yeah, I guess originally like Dick Miller and his wife were supposed to be dead, 
and then they decided yeah. to like, I guess there's a, there's they kind of seem like they should be they should be uh, but there's a line at the <clears> end that they added yeah. like oh that they're fine but, oh, okay yeah so uh billy uh finds his mom and rushes her to the local doctor's house and then goes back to grab mogwai mm-hmm. uh back at the invention convention a robot talks to dad mm-hmm. billy goes uh, back to a house yeah i was just gonna say like it is funny like have the whole like side you know the plot where the dad's out of town because like i don't feel the dad would have added anything to this anyway <laughs> no like, i like him just being weird little breaks in the film yeah like he's just weird little comedic breaks in the film and that's his entire role yeah you see fun. like a time machine work in, mm-hmm. in the background but yeah it is kind of funny because it's like i always think like okay well what have that what have the dad done if he had been home anyway like I would, yeah what, tried, what, what tried to use the, his stupid inventions to save <laughs> yeah. the day and failed like, yeah like they're, they're like dad's not going to solve the issue if he mm-hmm. was there yeah oh. um so billy goes back to a house and a gremlin falls in the pool and it bubbles a bunch and the gremlins take over the ymca yeah <laughs> just like the village people just like the village people uh, Billy goes to a police station and they don't believe him until he shows them Mogwai and then they're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah. uh, one of them is played by Jonathan Banks uh, mm-hmm. best known is Mike from Better Call Saul yep. and Breaking Bad who is also in DS9's uh, first uh season episode 13 battle lines yeah that's the that's the one where they can't die yeah no. yeah and there's the 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 one um Bajoran woman who's mm-hmm. like their who was like their original like religious leader there and she can't die and they just keep killing each other for no reason. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Dick Miller and he's in his house and the TV doesn't seem to be working so he goes to check out an antenna. But there's a gremlin out there and it knocks down his house with a bulldozer. This <laughs> yeah. is driving a bulldozer and it like knocks down his house and runs over him and his wife with a bulldozer. And this is like also the scene where we really get the gremlins theme. Yeah. yeah like yeah, it goes yeah. in mm-hmm. full blast yeah. and it's just like it's it was such a delight to see. It's, <laughs> like, it's very fun. It's yeah. very silly. Yeah. And he's, oh. he's like, there's a gremlin in the cab. And this, this to me, like this scene right here is the most like quintessential Joe Dante scene yeah. in this film. It's like it's blending the absurd, the mystical, the, the silly, <laughs> the horror. Yeah. Like it's it's all these different emotions and watching it is just like fun and exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's Joe Dante has such a great innate sense of fun in yes. most of his films. Yeah. And we really appreciate that. <laughs> um so uh back at the police station, they get a call and just leave Billy there because shit's going down outside. Yeah. So next we go to Mrs. Deagle's house, and she has a lot of cats and a uh, also like one of those chairs that like goes down the staircase, you know, mm. uh, stair chair. Yeah, they, they made a chair. lot of appearances in movies back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, they were definitely I think a lot more of a thing. I think they have different things now yeah. that help out. Yeah, but they still chair. use those. I've yeah. I've uh, done like uh, medical assistant work in a couple mm. houses that still have those. Oh, cool. No. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, she goes down the stairs, uh, to answer the door and there's a bunch of gremlin carolers outside. Yeah. At first she's like, oh, carolers, I'm going to dump some water on them. Yeah. Uh, she gets on her stair chair though to escape them and it launches her out the window. <laughs> That's very funny. I do like how she's like, they're here for me. Like she has like, she's obviously like 
kind of like also like you're saying like she is like an Ebenezer Scrooge character because she feels that they're there to judge her or, right, right. or exact vengeance for her like wanting to buy up the entire town mm-hmm, right. and like and just so she feels that they're they're like a supernatural force sent to punish her or something mm-hmm. which is really funny but yeah the gremlins just like fuck with her chair and launch her out the window which is like yeah. it was like that was such a weird that was such a kind of like a horrific scene for me as a the, kid it was, it was pretty funny to yeah. me I, I, honestly <laughs> yeah it was really funny it was, it was like I was just like I but like as a kid like I just saw them launch like a grandma out of a window and i was just like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) and she lands like right in front of the cops too which is awesome uh so next we see santa being attacked and the (laughs) gremlins running rampant around the neighborhood yeah jonathan Banks. what are those things on him yeah yeah jonathan (laughs) banks uh, is a cop freaks out and uh the police vehicle overturns yeah do the cops die i think they do because they they, we don't see them again yeah and you you after they after they crash and overturn you Mm. you like it cuts to a gremlin's face and you hear an explosion. Oh, cool. So I'm guessing those cops did die. That rocks. <laughs> yeah. I wish we would have seen that. So. Yeah, because I, I was reading, because like it says that there are four on-screen human deaths. Hmm. And so, like, Dick Miller and his wife survive. Interesting. Um, and so there's, like, the there's Miss Deagle, right. uh, the science teacher, and I'm guessing the other two are the two cops. Okay. Yeah. I guess that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So um, Billy takes a vehicle and books it to town while hearing the town get taken over on the radio. A priest portrayed by William Shallert from TOS's Trouble with Tribbles and DS9's Sanctuary Mm. tries to mail a letter, but a gremlin (laughs) is in the box and attacks. Yeah, I do like how, like, yeah, he tries and they keep going, Pachuri! Another guy comes up and he's just like, he's like, the priest is like, be my guest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I attack. So, the gremlins take over a neighborhood bar, and it's some super fun, like, puppeteering and stop motion here. It's just a really good time. Uh, After causing a bunch of havoc, Billy gets to the waitress, and they make their escape with the town in chaos. There's also a lot of good scene, little, like, like, vignettes during this scene Mm -hmm. of, like, the, the gremlins like just just doing like little weird human-like things where like yeah there's a gremlin there's one gremlin just like pretending he's in a jazz bar yeah and that's when he's and he's tortured by the puppeteer and mm. and uh yeah this is the gremlins doing different things to show how chaotic and how they are kind of just like an elevated version of humanity right because like i guess like a one puppeteer like he didn't understand the gremlins until like um one point when he's like putting like these scenes together and realizes, oh, they're the gremlins are us. <laughs> like yeah, they're yeah. just they're just like they're just like doing our worst vices to Yeah, like, they're just hedonist versions yeah. of like humans, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's 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 a it's it's fun. But yeah, yeah. also during this scene is like also one of my personal favorite songs, like mm-hmm. uh, Mega Madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song rocks. <laughs> like that song fucking rules. Like mm-hmm. two Mega Madness they have um have like a um like a um uh, like a little dancing, like a flash dance type scene mm-hmm. with like a little gremlin doing like break dancing and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. excellent. Yeah, there's like, and, and the fun thing too is like, I feel like all of the gremlin stuff could have been filler, mm-hmm. but it really just like increases the world building yes. for, for the gremlins and like lets you see that they are, yeah, very human what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with none of the like kind of like restraint. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just they just fully embrace whatever bad qualities that we have. <laughs> just we, like we to, love that. to its to its like to its end goal. Yeah. They, yeah. they they just don't care. So uh, next the waitress tells Billy about her Christmas trauma and the reason she doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah. 
Early, earlier in her life, uh, one Christmas, her dad died trying to pretend to be Santa. <laughs> he uh, went down the chimney and broke his neck. <laughs> and yeah. they set a fire, and the smell was their dad burning. <laughs> Which is it's such a great break from, like, because, yeah, we go from that scene that's just, like, full-on chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, like, high-energy chaos. And then to this very... <laughs> Very quiet scene. Very sparse. No music. <laughs> Very sparse. Just like a person-to-person confession about trauma. Yeah, like this monologue from Phoebe Cates that's just mm. excellent. And, yeah, yeah. And it is such a great line. And just like Zach and uh, – or Billy and um, Gizmo's face. Just mm-hmm. like, Gizmo's like, ah! God damn. Gizmo comprehends the story. (laughs) Yeah, because it's so fucked up. Yeah, Yeah. he's just like, my God, fuck, that's (laughs) fucked up. Your dad died. You should go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, that seems excellent. Uh, It's like moments like this that really elevate this movie to Mm -hmm. just like godlike levels. Yeah, I am so glad they kept the scene in the movie Mm -hmm. because like the movie. It's not disjointed at all. It feels very coherent and very fluid throughout its entire delivery, even though it has scenes like this that almost don't fit in the film. Yeah. (laughs) They just like it, 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 you know, there was a Chekhov's gun earlier, so it extrapolates on that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously good movie making in that way. Mm -hmm. But it also like adds some weird dimension to like. I mean, you like know. an established history to this, to this, to these people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it makes the world feel a little more lived in, and also like kind of explains to the audience very briefly why some people might not want to celebrate Christmas because mm. trauma exists. And this movie, yeah. in a way, is like one of its central themes is trauma. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. And that, like, you know, there's been like Christmas horror movies in the past, and. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, and I think, like, to a lot of people, Christmas is a sort of sacred holiday. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just kind of, like, reveals, like, yeah, like, it's not, like, a universal universal shared mm-hmm. <laughs> feeling for the joy for Christmas. And just, like, yeah, this horror can exist in mm-hmm. these spaces that are reserved for sacred, sacred uh, celebration. Yeah. Indeed. So, next, Billy and the waitress go into a movie theater and find the gremlins who are trying to work the projector. <laughs> they get it working and screen Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> and they all sing along to the Hi Ho, Hi Ho, to Off to Work We Go song. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. So, uh, Billy and the waitress go to the boiler room in the theater and release the gas valve to blow the building up and also set a fire nearby. As they leave, they're seen and the gremlins run after them. Mm-hmm. They barricade a door outside and run as fast as they can. The building blows and kills all but one gremlin who went into a candy store. Yep, Stripe. Mm-hmm. And so they go after him. The gremlin tries to escape via skateboard, and then <laughs> Billy and the waitress kiss. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's a, that, 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 that seems like an appropriate place. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> like right in the climax. They're like, yeah, we should make that a little bit. <laughs> uh, Billy travels into the department store with a baseball bat, and the waitress goes to the back room and turns on the intercom system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's trying to find, to turn on the lights. Yeah, trying to find the lights to, to, you know, scare him or blind him or whatever. So the gremlin finds Billy and throws some stuff at him and makes an escape. They play some cat and mouse until the gremlin gets a chainsaw. (laughs) But then Gizmo comes in on a little car Mm -hmm. to save the day, and it's super adorable. It is so cute. He drives a little car. um, Well, first, uh, Stripe goes to a fountain to transform again. 
but Gizmo opens up some windows using some magic and kills it and it falls into a fountain. Which is it's also funny, like apparently in this final scene, like there's supposed to be two separate sets of blinds mm -hmm. and Billy was supposed to open one in mm. heroic moment and then Gizmo was supposed to open the other okay. and, and to be the final thing. So it was supposed to be like a collaborative effort, but mm -hmm. it was like I guess by Steven Spielberg's insistence, mm -hmm. like um, it was only supposed to be Gizmo to be the hero because I guess Steven Spielberg said like, no, Gizmo is the hero of the story, not, not Billy. Right, and honestly, I'm surprised Don Joe Dante didn't say that because mm. one, I, I mean, I guess we'll get to it. I'll, I'll get when we get. Well, to it seems the like line. Joe Dante doesn't like that, hated that. I guess in mm -hmm. I guess in some interview, I, I guess or in like in uh, um, DVD commentary. Like Joe Dante brings up that it was supposed to be like Billy to open one set of the blinds, yeah, and then he, which is strange because like one of the central themes of the film mm -hmm. is the humans are not the heroes. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, and human and humans are, yeah, the humans are just like as you said, like you know the gremlins are just us, mm -hmm. and so it's like humans fighting human nature. Yeah, like exactly. kind of just like this, this sort of like um, fighting kind of our internalized hedonism in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and kind of the suppression. It's very Catholic film. <laughs> like, You're not wrong, actually. Yeah, yeah. You're actually not wrong. It is. It is pretty Catholic in its delivery. I mean, yeah, just like yeah, the, the conquering of of our hedonistic nature and mm -hmm. the suppression of our of our natural impulse. Hmm. Um, but um, but yeah, like I guess Joe Dante was like kind of mad about that and wanted mm -hmm. Billy to be open the theaters, but. And he's like, oh, and, and whose decision was that, uh, Zach? And because Zach was on the thing, and he's like, he's like, well, I'm not going to comment on that because I want to work with that director. <laughs> <laughs> so Billy approaches the fountain and uh, Stripe's body, and it appears alive for a second, but then it just disintegrates. Yeah, and everyone and, just leaves. Like no one stays <laughs> to see if anything else bad happens. Everyone just leaves at that yeah, moment. Yeah, it was very convenient that all the gremlins decided to be watching Snow, Snow White at that moment. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like they just let the they just like trust that the goo will just like be harmless. I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, we're not doing that's else. that's what I tell all my Tinder dates. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the goo is harmless. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I got the snip, snip, and tested. The goo is harmless. The goo is benign. The goo is benign. <laughs> <laughs> um. So back at Billy's home, the news calls the event mass hysteria. Mm -hmm. And I guess that and it works because like all the, the like all the evidence is gone. Yeah, all the, like, the gremlins seemingly dissolve when they die, so mm -hmm. it's yeah. just like they don't don't leave any physical evidence that they existed. Just and which 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 kind of makes sense that they were pro they've probably been like a a long problem in, in human history. They've mm -hmm. probably had multiple times, right? <laughs> multiple moments where there there's been a gremlin outbreak and. That has then like been covered up by some sort of like grand historical event here. Either that, or people just say it's fucking a fable or something. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, um, someone shows up at the door. Guess who it is? It's the old Chinese man from the beginning of the film. Hell's yeah! I don't know how he found this guy's address. <laughs> I had a feeling like he probably just has like some sort of like he can follow the trail of the Mogwai somehow, or mm. yeah magical brown person <laughs> yeah. very white director decision <laughs> yes. to make, yeah. uh so or or like or uh like uh he left um a bit because didn't he give him his card that's did true he, he did give him yeah, his card so, yeah you're okay. right you're right yeah. okay that's a good point so <laughs> um 
So the old Chinese man says that he did with Mogwai what his people... Or sorry, uh, he did with Mogwai what his people have done with all of nature's gifts. Mm. Which honestly, to me, I think might be the central theme of the film. Mm. Is that you can't trust humans with nature. Can't trust white people with nature. That's Yeah, that's, that's more so it than anything. Is you can't trust motherfucking white people with nature yeah 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 um yeah because like they they don't they don't respect it they don't value the mm, mogwai yeah yeah because like he shouldn't have had the mogwai in the first place like the guy would have never sold him right and and this is why i don't think billy should have opened one of the blinds Mm. is because him opening one of the blinds shows like a certain level of understanding and readiness for this but old chinese man says he does not understand and is not ready that's true okay yeah, yeah that's true right and whereas like you know since like gizmo understands why he needs to er- to eradicate yes. like he's like okay yeah i mean mm-hmm. i i'm i'm the lone good gremlin <laughs> like exactly. I, yeah and so i i see that is maybe why i i which is why i don't understand joe dante wanting billy to open one of the blinds mm. i feel like it falls more in line with the themes of the film and at least chris columbus's original vision mm. to just have uh gizmo save the day mm. Well, originally, I think in, in Chris Columbus's original thing, like uh, Stripe was Gizmo. Oh, interesting. so there was there was not going to be any good Gremlin. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> um, but before uh, the Chinese man takes Gizmo away, he has something to say to Billy, and Billy's like, "I don't understand him," and he's like, uh, "You know, listen, and you will you will hear." Yeah. And uh, Gizmo says, "Bye bye." Yeah. Bye, Billy. It's so cute. It's very yeah, the Howie Mandel voice, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bobby's world voice. Yeah. yeah, I guess, and I guess that's like that, and like then he says like "Hey, woof woof," which is like the two full complete sentences that mm. Gizmo says. <laughs> Interesting. So the movie ends with a voiceover and the Chinese man walking into a great matte painting of the neighborhood. Yeah. It's a really good matte painting. Yeah, I guess like uh, when they first filmed that, there was like a mistake that happened mm-hmm. where. Um, like, like with with superimposing him on the matte painting. Yeah. There, I guess there's a point at the end where he just seemingly disappears into the matte painting. Cool. That would have been sick. That would have been sick. Because <laughs> I, I do think he's kind of magical. Like. Yeah. And yeah, and like they were, I guess like they were thinking about keeping it in because of, yeah, it, it it's a good part of the story. It's like yeah, it makes sense that like he is like because he because he seems to have like you know this connection to this like the the world beyond the veil. Right. Right. And so. Yeah, it would make sense that he he exists beyond it and just Word. takes takes Gizmo into that into beyond the veil or something. But. I like that. Yeah, yeah. They like they both kind of just yeah disappear back into the great beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they were almost never there, or they yeah. were there only to teach or test humanity. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're not ready for Mogwai. Yeah. I th- I would say we're especially not ready for Mogwai now. I think we're even oh, worse. No. worse. After, <laughs> especially after like the pandemic, <laughs> yeah. like. No. Like, yeah, we would be eating those things. Yeah, no one would be giving the Mogwai their shots. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there would, people would just be, there would be, God, there would be tons of, like, just underground Mogwai breeding things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it'd be awful. Michael Vick would have a Mogwai fight club. <laughs> God. Yeah, it'd be awful. Like, yeah, and then there would just be also just gremlins. And, they, of course, they would become their gremlin form and mm-hmm. just completely fuck up everything and... We would just we would be under the under the heel of the gremlins at night. At night, only at night. We'd probably be voting for the gremlin. 
Oh yeah, I mean there, <laughs> there would be a third of America would be like, no, no, stripe, stripe's gonna make America great again. <laughs> we would want the gremlin, and then yeah, they would just because they, they are yeah just like locusts, and they yeah. would just destroy and yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already have that now, but it's more it's more controlled in how we view our our, our elected gremlins. Now you don't understand. Stripes Stripes destroy humanity party doesn't want to destroy humanity. <laughs> That's just a name. They want to destroy humanity. Yeah, God, <laughs> I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. <laughs> yeah, so that's a movie. What do you think? Uh, I love Gremlins. I love Gremlins as well. Like I, like I, like I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I love, I love the concept of Gremlins. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more Gremlins movies, or maybe mm-hmm. I don't. I feel you know, Gremlins Two is a good cap on the Gremlins. There's tale. a Gremlins show. Is there? Yeah. Mm. Wasn't there? Yeah. Wasn't there a cartoon? Yeah. Mm. I think I have the Gremlins show on my. Screen. Oh shit! I should watch that. Mm. Yeah, that would be fun. I wonder how it goes. Like. There are recurring gremlin, evil gremlin. They just like plots and I don't know. It doesn't feel like. I mean, it feels like they can make immediate plans. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can plan for like larger scale things. Like I think it's where their weaknesses because like they're very, they're very in the moment. They're very. Um, I, I don't know because they did put together the plan of uh, unhooking the the alarm clock in order to. That's true. They are eat very after crafty. midnight, yeah. and so. They knew like mm. that they wanted to eat after midnight, and they knew the best way to do that would be to disrupt the telling of time. So mm. they they understand the concept of telling time and how to disrupt it and how electricity works. Mm. Like they're very smart. Very smart. Very smart. Yeah. Like my cat doesn't understand any of that shit. No, cat wouldn't know to mm. unplug your alarm clock if it wanted to uh, deceive me and like yeah. get fed earlier or later and, and pupate into like a gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the only cocoon my cat's going in is a blanket cocoon. I'm cuddling it in. <laughs> understand me, son? I understand. Yeah, Gremlins rocks. Gremlins oh. is great. I fucking and love this movie. The only thing about it is it a, sh- a great overwhelming shadow is cast on it by its sequel. Yeah. It is one of the few sequels. It's, I mean... It is a fucking Empire Strikes Back. It is yeah, the Godfather Two. Godfather, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, Godfather Two, I think, is arguable. Mm, I like our, I like Godfather Two a lot. Yeah, I, I like it more than the first one, but a lot of people will make the argument between the two. But yeah. Gremlins Two, I think, is inarguably better than the first Gremlins. Yeah, there is. It, it it's definitely like does a lot of things like a lot of sequels don't do is where they they move the concept into a different location they comment on the original rules mm-hmm. they they like they parody they parody themselves and yeah it's it's a meta film about the first gremlins yes and also about the hollywood system yes <laughs> it's the whole movie is saying something that this movie isn't saying at all no which yeah. is like we should stop wasting money on ridiculous useless sequels <laughs> yeah. which is like such a crazy message to put in one of the best sequels ever yeah it's like joe dante almost defeated the entire purpose of his message of the film mm-hmm. by making such a good fucking film oh yeah like which, I, I was surprised like the first time i ever heard anyone like not liking it was that key and peel sketch where sketch where they make fun of the concept of gremlins too well yeah because it's like it's a great bad movie yeah it's a, it's, yeah. it's it's one of the greatest bad movies ever whereas yeah. like this is a good film mm-hmm. like gremlins 2 
tries so hard to be bad that mm -hmm. it, it horseshoes, comes out the other <laughs> side, and it's one of the greatest horror comedies ever made. Yeah, it's fantastic. It has like, and it does, and, and also has more, com yeah, commentary on also, yeah, capitalism, mm -hmm. like, because like, like, uh, Clamp is a Trump uh, stand in, yep, yep. and who's also like a, um, Star Trek alum. Like mm -hmm. He was yeah, he yeah. was a uh, he was a Betazoid in the uh, we got Robert Picardo as well. In Robert the, Picardo uh, in the next movie. Yeah, yeah, mit, like yeah, mit, like has Christopher Lee in it. Yeah, it does. Like is this this movie is like like Gremlins two is so out of control and yeah. it's, and, and it's an incredibly brilliant movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's and it it does suck because yeah that was supposed to be like the the nail and it was like the the nail on the Gremlins franchise basically, mm -hmm. but like. Which what a way is, to go out, which is yeah, like fine. Honestly, like I would, two incredible films. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Honestly? Yeah, exactly. Like we only needed one, but they gave us two. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. I will take it. And that's the thing. Like in that Gremlins, and it does age. I mean, we, we were we just watched this, and you know, in in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, about to be twenty twenty four, and it and it stands up. It's like, almost. It's a thirty nine year old film. Yeah, thirty nine year old film, mm -hmm. and it holds up completely. Like, there's no point, you know. I mean, you you could argue like the Gremlins look fake or whatever, but it's, it's like they look fantastic to me. Like, they're they're fucking puppets. They look like puppets. Yeah, which is fine. I can suspend my disbelief because mm -hmm. they don't look like shitty CGI. Yeah, and they don't look like just CGI. They have space and dimension and weight, and they have. They convey yeah. a lot of emotions, and and also in the Gremlins and Gremlins Two are even superior. Oh yeah, the Gremlins and Gremlins Two are great. <laughs> they're yeah. so fucking good, mm. and yeah, and they do more than they're and they had more money, and they were able to like make individuated like mm -hmm. um, Gremlin forms. You know, you had like the different like yeah. um, the different um, individual Gremlins and the and the other one. Yeah, and maybe we should talk briefly about the budget on this film because it was technically for the time even a pretty low budget film. Mm -hmm. Um, this one cost $11 million to make at the time, yeah, which isn't, you know, peanuts or anything, no. but it's still like, you know, not a huge budget film for the time when, you know, um, five years earlier they made fucking Star Trek, the motion picture for four times as much. Yeah. And, and also I'd say like, and I that made about the same amount of money as Star Trek, the motion picture. Didn't Amadeus also come out in 1984? Uh, 84, 85. Yeah. 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 And, like, that, that, and that movie probably cost like a hundred million to make. No, 15. 15 million? That's yeah. it? <laughs> Holy shit. God, Milo's foreman knows how to fucking balance yeah. a budget. I've been Jesus thinking about Christ. that movie a lot lately. It's such a good movie, dude. Yeah. And, I can't believe it cost that little. Yeah, 1984, yeah. 84, shit. Yeah. That's so, wild. And so, yeah, and that, that was just like a little bit more. And, and I mean, that is a beautiful film. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, they do amazing. Yeah. Oh. Just goes to show you, you know, you don't need a huge budget to make a great motherfucking film. You just no. need good ideas, great execution, good performances, a solid script. I mean, I also think like I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? Like, mm -hmm. I could I could be misremembering things. Let me double check. But like, um, also like, um, you know, I do feel like a lot of our modern day um, filmmaking. Mm -hmm is just money laundering <laughs> so like i yeah. feel like when we kind of explore like why films cost so much like it's like because like they're just money laundering factories yes <laughs> so so it's just like when you when you look at like at like the shittiest cgi laden film you've ever seen in your life mm -hmm. that was then cgi that was done on, with slave labor conditions like non-union yeah. cgi like um and, and the movie fucking costs like a fucking billion dollars or whatever. And it's just like, oh, it's 
because like there's someone there's someone like making ba- making bank off. There's of this. just a bunch of people greasing their each other's palms all the way down. Yeah, like everyone has their own company in Hollywood, and like everyone is putting their business to their friend's company. Mm-hmm. And know. I'm sorry, like Amadeus cost 18 million. That's 18. Still, 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 still. That's that's, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, with, <laughs> especially like with all the fucking costuming. The costuming yeah. in that movie is motherfucking next level like i fucking love that movie the so much se- the set design in that movie fucking next level yeah. like the it's only thing one of the best films ever made the only like set design i would see is even comparable is have you seen um uh what is it is it the familiar no is it hmm. yeah i think the familiar it was like uh is a uh takes place in like 17th century france it came out a few years ago um really fucking good i don't think so yeah, maybe I, let me look this up though. Um, yeah, it's it's so wild. Yeah, like you know, but you have like Gremlins, eleven million dollars, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, he like said like one of the most profitable pro- profitable films ever made. <laughs> like it made back its budget and then some. Maybe not that familiar. I forget what it's called. Oh well, I'll figure it out someday. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, fucking Milos Foreman, incredible filmmaker. Yeah. He rocks. Joe Dante, also incredible Joe, filmmaker. Joe Dante, godlike. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's still alive, yeah? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he's made anything in a while. I don't remember any Joe Dante. Dante. Mm. I guess Oh, he has five upcoming projects. No shit. The man with kaleidoscope eyes. Labrinitus, Monster Love. Polybius and Fear Paris. Polybius? Is he doing a movie on the Polybius video game? Because that'd be cool. Polybius? Polybius? Polybius, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I guess he directed the Hawaii Five O TV show. Uh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> 10 episodes of it. Yeah, that's wild. And did MacGyver? I guess he was doing lots of TV that I that I don't watch. <laughs> <laughs> Never watched the um, um, the uh, the new Mac the new MacGyver show. Oh, he did new MacGyver. Yeah, he did new MacGyver. You know who worked on that? Who? Uh, friend of the pod, Terry Metalis. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah, he uh, he directed some episodes of it for mm. I think the newest season. Oh yeah, also, yeah, that's right. He also did Small Soldiers. Small Soldiers also yes, fucks. Small Soldiers is pretty fun. Also, very similar concept to the Gremlins. <laughs> I forget he does Looney. He did Looney Tunes back in action, which sucked. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's right. He did. Yeah. Ooh, Amazon Women on the Moon. That's a fun one. Mm. Inner Space is also good. His yeah, least funny film, but yeah. but still very good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. What he did? Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> I don't rocks. know that. Uh, another thing uh, I didn't know if you knew. So he directed the original Piranha. Mm. Do you know who directed the sequel, Piranha Two? Who? James Cameron. His very first film. Oh my God! Uh-huh. Oh. That starting his lifelong love affair with the with the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. What, the fear of the ocean. Yeah, he's, he's like, he, he, he couldn't help but to pick the Piranha as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the humans are evil. The Piranha. Are good yeah, guys. it's like yeah, but the Piranhas are eating everybody. Yeah, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The water is awesome. Yeah. Everything that lives in the water is awesome. We were not supposed to be there. <laughs> we're not supposed to be there. The prana are correct. <laughs> They're just protecting their space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for James Cameron. Yeah. yeah. Good for the prana. <laughs> good for the prana. 
Yeah, that, that's a, I feel like piranha, you know, that's like another thing that's gone the way of the dodo, just like... Um, well, because piranhas don't eat, like, live but, but, animals. But, really. you know, that was, like, always, like, a fear when we were kids, like right. piranha tanks. And, right, but like, the internet is, like, you know, the, it casts some light on that, and now yeah. no one cares. Cause. Yeah, just kind of like, you know, like quicksand. Like, you don't... No, no one... There's, if you were to ask, like, a, tw- a current-day 12-year-old... Mm-hmm. Like what they fear, they wouldn't say piranhas or quicksand. No, they'd say piranha quicksand. Yeah, <laughs> they probably wouldn't know what a piranha is. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's how far culture has moved. Like they're, not, they're like piranha is not even a household word. Right. For our nation's twelve-year-olds. Right now, the twelve-year-olds are like, "What are you? What do you fear the most?" And they're like, "Skibbity toilet." <laughs> yeah, skibbity toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, that was in our vernacular. Like we yeah. had no skibbity. Oh no, I had skibbity. Oh yeah, it's I invented skibbity. Oh okay. <laughs> skibbity doobity dop, baby. Come on, you know I'm. You know I'm the next scat man. I know you. Scat them. Man. Scat they them. <laughs> scat they them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like uh, yeah. But no, I bet that I, I bet you bet you couldn't make a twelve year old tell you what a piranha is. No. Or spell it, especially <laughs> or spell, spell it. it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Yeah. Uh, challenge a twelve year old to spell piranha. Yeah. Ask them the, what they think that is. Like yeah. If they say a, a, a carnivorous fish, then mm-hmm. okay, I guess we're still like on. They're still doing good as a carnivorous as, 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 as a nation. But right. if they if they don't know what the prawn is, like we just got out. We got to do like Anakin and the younglings. Like we got to start. You know? I was saying, put them in the box. Put them in the box. Put them in the box. <laughs> oh, you don't know the the carnivorous fish, do you, little boy? <laughs> Time to get in the box. Get in the box. So yeah, oh, make a make a twelve year old spell piranha. Watch Gremlins and Gremlins too, and Amadeus. Yeah. Watch, watch all of those films. Well, I think that's a great place for us to leave it, Soldiers. Thanks for joining us. Be well, travel safe, and watch Gremlins. Yes, before Christmas. Before Christmas, or, or on, on Christmas, Christmas, because this is getting released on Christmas. I think I'm going to uh, rewatch Gremlins again on Christmas. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and Gremlins too. Yeah. Do and you, maybe Amadeus. Do you do you have a a Christmas themed film or a Christmas film you like better than Gremlins or is, would you say this might be your favorite Christmas film because this is personally mm-hmm. my favorite Christmas film uh, I do have like films that I like to watch on Christmas like I think well last year I think I watched Altered States which was weird that's not a Christmas film no, it's um, not. <laughs> I would actually say uh, neck and neck actually with it tied I'd say is Muppet Christmas Carol fucking hmm. love Muppet Christmas Carol well I like I like uh, like movies that aren't actually about christmas on christmas like lord of the rings i like watching lord of the rings uh-huh. i like watching amadeus oh like, look at you you're so cool you're so <laughs> subversive wow no it's just like it's what just, an iconoclast no, it's oh just my like, God. It's you're just, a maverick just like john mccain you know it's just like films that i just associate with christmas and watching uh-huh. on christmas right but i will i am going to watch gremlins and gremlins 2 on christmas this year well there you go yeah neat <laughs> and gremlins 2 isn't a christmas movie it's not I think it's like they start in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we should probably end it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for checking with us, Oi Boys, Girls, and Overly Beans. Hang, Hang dong, dong and shocker.